On this episode, the Batcave, camper vans, and what is the first thing you do in the morning? Welcome to the Almost There Adventure Podcast. Your hosts, Severia Tilden, Jeff Hester, and Jason Fitzpatrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Almost There Adventure podcast. Today, I am super excited to have our friends, Sunshine and Michelle from Outshine Adventures in Chattanooga joining us. Um, I know them personally because they were a dynamic duo that were teaching yoga and stand-up paddleboarding at our latest uh, Georgia Adventurous Woman Escape and I've gotten to know them through there, and I'm super excited to introduce them to everybody on the podcast and learn about all the amazing things that they're doing in the outdoor community in Chattanooga. So welcome. Thanks Thanks for having us. us. Uh, So why don't don't you do a better job of introducing yourselves and yeah, just and giving us a little bit more information about Outshine? Uh, Sure, so I'm Sunshine Loveless. I started a paddleboard touring company four years ago with two paddleboards and an idea. And over the past four years, it's grown. And we went through a rebrand last season, um, or this season, um, and rebranded to Outshine Adventures as a way to incorporate Michelle and her yoga offerings, as well as bring a camper van to Chattanooga and start offering camper van rentals. Uh, My background is I was a raft guide on the Ocoee River for way too long, decades. (laughs) I was the best job I ever had. I loved it. The outdoor community was always a place I felt welcome. And then I I grew up and I put my college degree to use because I, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I ended up in social work and nine years later, I ended up with cancer. So I returned to the place that made me happy, which was the outdoors, uh, using nature to heal. And that's why I started that paddleboard touring business four years ago and what keeps me motivated to keep pursuing outdoors um, and, and encouraging other people to to come join me outside. Yeah, and um, I'm Michelle Dunn Loveless, and I um, I'm on this adventure with with Sunshine because that's what we do is adventure together. But um, I started out ten years ago as a public school teacher. Um, I taught fourth, fifth, and seventh grade, and retired um, <laughs> from seventh grade. And I, I kind of was forcefully retired um, because I, I got kind of ill, landed in the hospital, thinking I was having a heart attack. And it was just high anxiety. The stress of um, just being in the classroom and the pressures of that um, kind of led me to this new path of figuring out um, how I want to live and live authentically. And that is being um, an educator in different capacities. So I um, am now a, an educator for a nonprofit. Um, we educate on reproductive health and provide free birth control, but I also do a lot of yoga instruction as well. So I teach um, yoga twice a week at a local studio um, in different types of yoga. I teach yin and meditation, and I also do kundalini yoga. Um, and um, through that, I, I want to, with the Outshine Adventure um, portion, is 
connect people to yoga through hiking, um, through gathering, and mostly, you know, what kind of brings um, joy to my heart is working with women. So uh, learning that this this summer um, by working with a couple of organizations like Severia's um, and guiding women outside, I've, I really saw this joy and spark um, kind of reignite uh, over the summer. So I'm really excited to continue on this path and outshine adventure and bring more um, yoga and meditation to the outdoors. So I'm curious about the Chattanooga, Chattanooga piece. So what brought you to, like, did, were you in Chattanooga before you decided to do the stand-up paddleboarding and all this stuff? So were you already in Chattanooga and you made the outdoors fit or yeah, what was like chicken or egg or did you come to Chattanooga to start the outdoor stuff? Because I mean, I know it's, uh, we've interviewed a couple people actually from Chattanooga on the podcast and it's clearly an outdoor adventure centric place for outdoor lovers so i'm curious yeah chicken or egg did you come there to start the outdoor business or did you start the outdoor business after being there yeah good question not from chattanooga originally nor is michelle we both are transplants um i moved to chattanooga in 2000 um one of the first things i did was take a whitewater rafting trip and i looked at the guide in the back of the boat and i was like you get paid to do this 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 is a job Coming from Kansas, like you didn't go play outside. I grew up playing traditional sports, um, basketball, softball, volleyball, track. And I traveled to Chattanooga at the age of 16 when we made the national softball tournament at Warner Park. And I looked around and I felt like I wanted to move there. And I said it out loud to my parents at the age of 16. I don't know what it was about Chattanooga and Chattanooga in 1996 was very different than Chattanooga today. So that's kind of my story of how I ended up here. Uh, as I said, raft guide for way too long, grew up, got a real job, put the degree to use. Uh, the health scare recatapulted me back into the outdoor scene. And I worked full time with um, Outdoor Chattanooga. It is a division of the city that promotes all the outdoor recreational opportunities within an hour's drive of city center. And that really honed my knowledge of what is available, what is accessible in our region. And by proxy of that as well, I learned how many people were seeking paddling experiences. The, we have the Tennessee River that flows right through the heart of downtown Chattanooga. And it is a very paddle friendly town. We have so many boat ramps. The Tennessee River is a scenic, uh, national scenic river blueway where you can do multi-night uh, trips on. So learning that was kind of my, uh, there's something here, maybe I can make this something. Um, so purchase two paddle boards, have the knowledge and being in water um, through my raft guiding days and just kind of the encouragement from Michelle, uh, from friends that yes, you can do this, even if you don't have the, the capital to, to start a big company or get all the equipment straight out of the gate. Uh, we slowly grew it over four years, and I think it was the best way to do it uh, and learned a lot in the process and finding that there's still the demand for it. People are still seeking ways to get on Chattanooga Scenic Waterways. And I like to say that I helped Sunshine get to the paddleboard, even though Sunshine had paddleboarded, I already owned a paddleboard. Um, before I met Sunshine five, five and a half years ago, and um, I had a hard heavy board. It was like 50 pounds. And that thing was a monster. It was a beast. But um, that kind of, you know, prompted Sunshine had a, a kayak, and I had a paddleboard. And you know, when you're paddling, 
you know, one's standing up and one's really low. So it was just like, it just made sense to just buy two paddle boards. And we, um, we traveled to the Pacific Northwest um, with our inflatable paddle boards. And that kind of just led us into like, we, we could do a lot with these inflatable, inflatable paddle boards. Like we could travel, go, go places and, you know, show people really cool things. And I think that just kind of sparked, um, you know, starting something with just two paddle boards. And I will say Michelle is originally from Michigan and oh, how yeah. she got here was th through the school system. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's of importance, but <laughs> I've been here 15 years. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan and came here to teach. Why here? It was beautiful. I, I went to a job fair and the CD, they were like trying to recruit teachers and the CD was like, um, you know, you watch it and it was this beautiful walking bridge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous there. I'm going to move there. Had no friends, no, nothing. I just moved myself and my two girls here. And 15 years later, here I am. <laughs> That's pretty bold. I, I had a couple of things I wanted to like jump back to. So Sunshine, one thing that you said is that you, when you were 16, there for um, softball, you told your parents, I'm going to move to Chattanooga. What did they say? I mean, were they like, sure. Or were they like, uh-huh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, probably more of that second response. Just, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, you're 16. Yeah. Change your mind daily. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think they realize. And I don't, you know, it struck a chord, obviously, but until you're old enough to make your own decisions, like, are you going to follow through with that idea you once had at, at the age of 16? And for some reason, I did. That, so... Well done. So um, this other thing I wanted to bring up was how do you start, like, what does that look like when you have two paddle boards? What service are you offering? It's like basically like one-on-one -on -one guiding or how does that work? Uh, yeah, you use And then Facebook. when do you get your third and your fourth? <laughs> you use Facebook and Eventbrite because they're free platforms. And you say, uh, here's an event, like here's a tour idea. And you put it out there and people book it and then you call your friends because they have paddle boards and you say, can I borrow your paddle board? Because I actually sold a trip. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to work guys. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how you start. You just, you have very minimal equipment, bought two boards for me and Michelle and Michelle and I, and kind of transform that into, okay, the trips are selling. We're borrowing enough boards. Let's purchase a couple more. And we were able to, like I said, so slowly expand. We're up to 11 paddle boards. Actually, I just got two more. We're up to 13 paddle boards. <laughs> wow, two more just cool. arrived the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the website at some of the the, uh, the paddle excursions that you offer. And it looks like a lot of fun. You know, like sunset paddles and uh, sup and sip. I think was one and you know, just all and kinds bat of cave stuff. tours. Like like the bat so. cave. <laughs> That's the most popular one. And and it was really fortunate this year, finally having established a name for ourselves and finding women like Severia or Jenny Baker, who runs She Ventures here in Chattanooga, which is an all women's camp and them seeking me out to offer the paddle boarding and then me saying, oh, by the way, my wife does yoga, if that's of interest. And uh, it usually is because uh, it's part and parcel with a, a women's all-inclusive retreat, giving them access to all these different recreational opportunities because um, everyone's different. The way they want to be outside, the way they want to experience the world is, is different. So allowing them the opportunity to pick things that speak to them. So we left both of those women's retreats just 
completely on cloud nine, rejuvenated, reinvigorated, and kind of finding a purpose of this is our crowd. This is who we want to speak to. This is who speaks to us and, and fills our souls up with happiness and joy. So we are looking to do more of that as we start planning our 2022 calendar, which sounds so weird to say. <laughs> 2022. Yeah, and now adding the component of the camper van, which adds a new a new layer because we'll be able to transport people and do more downriver trips, which are more those are more fun to do than the back, you know, in and out. Um, but also the the camper van rental component. Um, which is, which is a whole new, <laughs> whole new world. Yeah. So what inspired y'all to, to do that? And yeah, I mean, is it well, like what, is, is this going to be sort of, sort of like you start with one van, then two, then 11? <laughs> yeah. That is well, correct. You know, we, that is the goal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah. But we, you know, we had dreamed at one point, like how awesome would it be to own a campground and do, you know, retreats at the campground type thing. Right. But a, a campground is, is stationary. You can't, you can't travel really. And so this kind of brings that component of like traveling and like the true adventure, um, which is what we enjoy doing ourselves. So we're just thinking about like, this is what we would like to do. So we want to be able to offer that. Um, and that I think is, is kind of growing. Um, Sunshine can speak more to kind of where we envision it going with the camper vans, but yeah, I'll kind of take it back. Michelle was talking, uh, when we met, one of the things we love to do is travel, hike, play outside, paddle, and we would dream while we were doing that. And it's kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed over the years. But one thing we kept circling back to was having like a camper van, something that we could travel in, camp in and experience the world in. I needed a passenger van for the business. I needed to be able to move bodies and the equipment to kind of expand my tour offerings, but we selfishly wanted the camper van as well. And we met a guy who had purchased a couple camper vans and brought them to Chattanooga. And it's this company that builds them. So they're on this skeleton type um, frame and you can, they're very modular. You can pick and pl plug and play, pick and choose the parts and pieces you want and everything. It's like a transformer in a vehicle. You can put all the seats in and take out the kitchen pod and the fridge or you can put in all the camper van stuff and pull out all the seats. It was like the solution that we needed immediately to be able to do the business and have fun on the side. And then why not rent it out as well when we're not using it to have that winter income because paddleboarding is very much a seasonal based uh, business. And I, I, I've been wanting to quit my job with Outdoor Chattanooga and, and go full time into the business, but it's kind of hard when it's feast and famine. <laughs> A <laughs> few, few months out of the year, you're doing really well. And then the few months in the cold when no one wants to get on the water, not so well. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, is it year round? I mean, can you do the, the river stuff and all that year round there? Or is it is it more of a seasonal summer, spring, you know, maybe early fall kind of thing? Yeah, in the Chattanooga region, we got about six months. So May, May to October is usually when it's warm enough water temperature, air temperature wise to put people on paddle boards and not worry about hypothermia. Uh, beyond that, uh, if we can start traveling more and getting people down to the warmer climates, um, South Georgia, Florida, uh, we could potentially paddle year round. And so that's our goal this winter is to plan a manatee paddleboard trip, um, go paddle with the manatees, maybe find a dolphin or two 
And uh, so, but in Chattanooga region specifically, it's, it's definitely about a six month season. Just as like the camper van rental, I was curious on this. Like, is that like, can you do say point to point? I mean, is it, how do you do it? Or did it only be like, you know, like, can you rent it for a week in the Chattanooga area? But what if say someone says, I want to rent a camper van and drive it to New York. Right. I mean, is that, are you somewhat limited in what you can do with that? Or have you guys thought that out? What's the plan for that kind of Oh, scenario? we know it all out. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've attempted to think through everything. Insurance was by far the, the biggest, <laughs> biggest pitfall. Um, Right now, we're relying on a third-party platform called Outdoorsy. I don't know for the listeners that are not familiar. Outdoorsy is like the Airbnb of camper van and RV rentals. So you as a person can list your camper van or your RV for somebody else to rent and go explore in. So right now, with only one camper van, that is the platform that we're utilizing. I would love to, Jeff, get to that place that you just described of one-way rentals. We got ports here. We got depots here we got outfitters over here um, and let people go one way we set our mileage right now at 150 per day just to kind of limit how fast they're getting out of town Um, but that's not to say they couldn't pay a little extra and take it all the way to california and back if they wanted to um, over the course of you know a week up to a month or however long they want to keep it for Uh, We charge by the day. Uh, We provide all the linens, all the cookware, um, a stove, tables, anything that you would need. You basically show up like you're showing up to a hotel because it is a rolling hotel. You just need your clothes, your food, and your toiletries. We handle everything else for you. And our next goal is to provide the custom itineraries. Again, my knowledge, working with Outdoor Chattanooga, knowing where all the campgrounds are, in the greater Chattanooga region, uh, plus just Michelle and I loving to travel ourselves, we've kind of found those really cool spots. And we would love to create custom travel itineraries for people based on their interests, throw in a couple inflatable paddle boards if they want a paddling adventure, throw in a couple extra bicycles if they are cyclists. Um, We even have a partnership with um, Elevated Climbing and they do dedicated climbing and caving equipment. And so they donated a couple crash pads for us to be able to add on as a uh, rental with the van for those climbers out there that want to come cruise around in it. That sounds like a blast. I'd love to do that. Um, yeah. Right now, my, my personally, my setup when we travel is we've got like the car camping gear. So it's a, it's a lot of setup when you get, if you're, it's great. Like if you go somewhere and you stay for three days or something like that, where you can kind of set everything up and you're just there use that as like a base camp and you go and you do your adventures you go paddling or you go hiking but where it breaks down a little bit is if you're traveling and using it as an alternative to like a hotel stay every night and because there's just so much work to set up a tent and you know put up the air mattresses and the sleeping bags and all of that and i think that's the thing about that i like about the idea of the camper van is awesome you know you just you're there everything it's all self-contained so you just park and you're ready to go we had planned to go to utah for my 40th birthday and we had rented a camper van to do a big loop and see all the national parks and then covid hit and literally closed down the parks so that trip got canceled instead we rented one and we toured florida and then we also did a trip out in california by the time we got done uh, on that week-long trip in that camper van, I walked away going, I want one of these. Like, 
I, I think it's one of those you love it or you're like, not for me. Uh, we quickly learned in that camper van, we wanted to be able to stand up and we wanted a better pump sink. The pump sink option in that thing wasn't ideal. Otherwise, being able to fit two, two paddle boards, two bicycles, us, the two of us, and have everything we needed with us at all times and just get to cruise around. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we weren't pitching a tent everywhere. Normally, we were hammock campers. We did two weeks around the Pacific Northwest and we're pitching hammocks and I made Michelle change the campground every single night. I want to see as much as possible. It was as not dreamy. <laughs> uh, so this is nice. You don't have that breakdown and setup at every single location. You just kind of, as long as you can get organized and get it all in a kit, it's kind of like throw it all in there, chuck it in there, ready to roll. Bed's already made for you next, next pit stop. It's good. It's smart that you guys did like a test. I feel like all these people are like selling everything they own and then going out and doing van life and realizing they don't like it, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, it's like, yeah. this is like what you're doing is perfect. Like here's an hour, go try two weeks, make sure you can yeah, stand it for two weeks before you, uh, you know, decide. Oh, we to... loved it. it. It was so awesome to like go somewhere and not be like, Oh, I left this at the hotel. Oh, I left this, you know, like everything was with you everywhere you went. And it was just, amazing you could just eat wherever you wanted you could sleep wherever you wanted so that was i think the best part um about doing it and and travel and being able to hit so many places like it was it was awesome and we're with you try before you buy like mm -hmm. yeah, anything yeah. that goes to anything in life try before you buy mm -hmm. try a paddleboard trip before you go buy a paddleboard try mountain biking before you go buy a three thousand mm -hmm. dollar mountain bike Try camper van life before you are like, I'm going to build it out myself. This is what we're doing. Because it may not be the way you want to experience the world. And now you've done all this big investment for something that you were never going to like to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing where I went with a friend and I was same thing. They had a camper van and I went with them and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this is this is totally great. We got ours. And there's always that fear of, you know you're going to buy it. Are you going to use it? Like, is it just going to be like a driveway ornament, <laughs> you know, that you wish you didn't do. And I can confidently say 50,000 miles later in two years that I've enjoyed our van and we just um, started putting it on outdoorsy. So we're Did doing you? it through right. consignment. Yeah. Um, we're doing it through a, like a third, third party. Like anyways, okay. we're doing it consignments so that we don't have to deal with it. But um, yeah, we're put on outdoorsy because it is a not a four season um, vehicle, and so that way for the winter it's going to live in Southern California and hopefully get rented and help pay for itself and all the things. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of our business model too. Like it's. It, yep. Let it, it pay for itself. Out, <laughs> let it pay for itself. And we aspire to um, put as many miles on ours as you did, Severia. <laughs> so based on the market research that we did. Outdoorsy rentals grew by 4,500% during the pandemic. We couldn't, we couldn't do international travel. Like we couldn't fly. So of course everyone was leaning towards that as a, as a way to travel and get around. So that trend is awesome. It's obviously going to have some downfall as we move into 2022, but I do think that once people are exposed to a new way of doing something, that has a lingering effect. We are using Outdoorsy right now because it is the platform to put our van in front of people, more so than just our website. And then again, insurance is <laughs> something that you have to take into consideration. We cannot insure you guys to rent our van. 
we don't have the capacity to do that until we have a full fleet. So right now, Outdoorsy handles all of that for us. If you want a camper van, it seems like a great way to sort of, you know, and don't necessarily have the means to, yeah, to do it all the way. It seems like a great, a great way to sort of, uh, you know, fulfill that dream <laughs> until you can yeah, have your and, own fleet. <laughs> yeah. And right now, on based on what we're paying monthly for the, the loan that we got, we only need to rent it out five nights a month to break even, which seemed really doable. Um, and then it's like a free van to us, right? So not only that, thinking about the summer months when I'm using it for my paddleboard touring business, it's also paying for itself in that regard too, because those tours are have a higher price point than just the out and backs. So for me, it was kind of like a no brainer uh, in purchasing something that had dual capabilities. How long did it take from sort of the idea of, okay, this is what we want to do. We want to partner with this company to building it out, like from sort of start to figuring out all the modifications that worked for you and your business to actually delivery. <laughs> well, we thought we were getting this van a year from September. So a year um, in 2020. Yeah, that's a funny story actually. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what's so great about the company that we were looking into is that you know, they had all of the um, modifications and we, you could pick and choose and we were kind of on a waiting list and we got to see, you know, on a, on a, uh, on a weekly basis, they were sending out emails, um, letting us know what was available and we would get on that waiting list and Sunshine's like, yes, yes, I like this one. It matches all of our, the components of the band that we want. And sure enough, <laughs> we, we, you know, 24 hours later, we're getting an email saying, Hey, your van is ready. And so, um, yay, question early. mark. Yeah. Yeah. And Precisely. Like, what? What? It's re It's what? It's ready. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that seems to go contrary to everything else that's been happening in this since the pandemic hit. Right. I mean, toilet paper, you know, everything made in China or anywhere out, out of the U S right now is sitting in the Harbor out there. Yet you got your camper yeah. van. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were expecting a year, 18 months. And then somehow got it a whole year early. Like you can't we argue with the universe. The, yeah. yeah. We hadn't even started our rebrand at the point. Like we literally did our rebrand in like a 72 hour period. <laughs> like we're like rebrand now, you know, and, mm -hmm. and because we were able to get our van wrapped through this company as well. So we had to think of our rebrand and um, the color scheme and every, in every component in, in such a short period. So like thinking about the, the business model and, and what we wanted to do um, has kind of been as, as we are, as we are unfolding it right now, like it's, we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? You know, um, we are, Jason, we're facing this issue of like, oh, we didn't buy the curtains and now everything's on back order, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we're, you know, we're learning as we, as we go. Yeah. It's been terrifyingly awesome all at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. it was like that big, huge <laughs> leap of faith. <laughs> and, I wouldn't and, know anything I, about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and like yeah. you're kind of being given it. everything in its divine timing, even though it's like, ah, I'm not ready. Like, will you ever yeah. be ready? So we yeah. just kind of jumped all in. And like Michelle said, figuring it out as we go. We don't have the answers. We don't know what we're doing. Uh, imposter syndrome syndrome is real. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
We have our very first renters tomorrow. It's a family of four. Um, it's uh, with their two little girls, I think four and or five and two. So awesome. that's super exciting. It's a local um, juice company here in town. Um, so we're hoping to get some marketing through them as well, you know? <laughs> um, so it, we've been scrambling like crazy just to, you know, for our first renters trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, just learning as we go, really. And I think Severa, you know, you know that, like what you did on this trip, yeah. you know, last, last, a uh, couple months ago, you're, you're probably going to change some things, you know, for the next go round. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things that I'm not going to change, like you two. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> we know some things worked really well. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's true. Like you're learning and, and everything's a learning opportunity, right? And there's just those little things you can tweak to make it better or to like, you know, things that are like, oh, like I thought this was going to be this great idea. And you're like, ah. it just, well, you know, maybe it wasn't or, um, yeah. So I think there's definitely cool learning opportunities. What would you say, I'm curious, out of all your paddle adventures, what would you say, like, top three? What are the top three most popular adventures that y'all do? That we offer to the guests? Mm-hmm. Bat Cave. Uh, the Nickajack Cave Wildlife Refuge is absolutely what, what, yeah. spectacular. Go ahead. Yeah, what is, talk about what is the Bat Cave, because I don't think it's a Batman reference, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what a lot of people think. Uh, no, Batman does not live there, although I do encourage people to bring their bat signals just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Nickajack Cave Wildlife Refuge. It's off the main reservoir of Nickajack Lake. Um, it's a natural cave that is home to a colony of an endangered gray bat. The mothers, the mama bats, migrate there every spring to raise their babies, uh, their pups, and they stay throughout the summer rearing them, raising them. And so every night at sunset, they fly out for their nightly feeding. This occurs May through September, and the best vantage point is paddling out to the mouth of the cave because it's been flooded by the Nickajack Reservoir, by the Nickajack Dam. And there's an observation deck that you can hike out to, but again, the best vantage point is by watercraft, getting front and center in front of the cave and watching almost 100,000 bats fly out each night. Have you ever had anyone like totally freak out, you know, and like fall off their paddleboard or whatever? <laughs> I mean, that sounds a little intimidating, you know, 100,000 bats flying at you. <laughs> yeah, and I love when, pe- yeah, when people haven't done it before, the image that gets put in your head, if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, yeah, we watch Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. I go. always say it's not like Scooby Doo at yep, all. That's it's this goes. very like these bats are about the size of your fist, and they're just these very gentle like, and they flow against the rock, and you can just kind of see them hovering above you, and maybe they'll you know swoop by you on your paddleboard, you know, because that's where the mosquitoes are at the surface of the water. But it it is probably one of the most meditative and calming experiences that is. It's probably one of my favorite after a very stressful day, like sometimes like, come on, let's come help me do the bat cave, you know, and I'm like just comatose, just watching the bats. I, I think and that's the lovely thing about a paddleboard is like you don't have to stand, you don't have to sit, you can actually lie down and enjoy the view from your backside, you know? So And we drop bat facts on you while you're there. So you can yes. learn more about the area and the bats themselves. And we just give you <laughs> the vehicle to get out there and see them. 
Funny enough, the actual Batcave, at least the original one from the 60s show, is probably somewhere right geographically in the center of where Severia and I am right now. So (laughs) just right over the hill right over here. But because it's become my role in life and on the show to ask this kind of question, is there a guano problem when you do the Batcave? Yeah, depends on how close you want to get. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) My favorite thing Sunshine says is, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so if you're at the mouth of the cave, you will get pooped on. But that's the best view as well. So, mm. so do you recommend right, so that, that, or, that, that, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like a poncho or something. Every outdoor conversation ends up talking about poop. I know. You got to talk about poop. Yeah. <laughs> talk about poop. Everybody poops, even bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that's one. That's that's one of three. I know, Severa, you asked for three of your top paddles so that was number one the bat cave yeah you can What's tell that two? one's very popular everyone has questions about it um another w- really popular one was uh the sup and sip um <clears throat> excuse me i partnered with uh, another women-owned business explore chick and they've actually been selling those out for me we paddle again in the nickajack lake area and then we go to a lookout winery afterward and enjoy a wine sample and wood-fired pizza on their deck overlooking the Tennessee River. It's absolutely beautiful. And that one's super Sign popular. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I would say the full moon is pretty popular. Just being able to paddle under the light of a full moon, watching it rise over the water, you know, you get the reflective experience. And that's always pretty popular. Yeah, like the best the best one was I think Fourth of July of 2020. We watched the sunset and the full moon rise and beautiful fireworks on um, Chickamauga Lake here in town, and it was probably the most beautiful uh, full moon experience we had. And to to and you know 2022 was kind of a crazy you know crazy uh, summer anyway, but that was that was. A, a beautiful experience um it's probably one of my favorites is the full moon how much i mean do you feel for chattanooga do you feel like you sort of tapped out on like all the like you know all the cool places to go or do you feel like there's still tons of undiscovered cool places and how much of your time is spent doing research on finding cool new locations and how much of your time is just sort of sticking with the places you know yeah not enough time doing research um that, uh, that tlc song popped in my head don't go chasing waterfalls stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to because uh, <laughs> we know them and we know they work um, I would like to spend more time researching and finding the cool places to go hence why we're we're branching out and trying to do the Florida trip so Mary, you got me paddling at Fort Mountain for the first time this past season uh, so there is I've been here 20 years. I've barely scratched the surface. There is so, so, so much to do. And I love when I can take Michelle, who's been here a long time as well, and I show her something new that I've at least been to before. I know it's something that she's going to enjoy. And she's like, this is beautiful. How come we've never been here before? Because there's only so much time in a day. <laughs> can't can't yeah. quite do it all. And and because I want to add the the yoga component. So one of the things that my goal is for 2022 is to do a yoga and hike. And so finding new places um, that will, you know, either at the lookout offer a space where we can do yoga before or in the middle of a hike 
Um, so I, I, I do need to do some more research on that. And so I've been, I've been going out and scoping some new hiking spots for myself, which has been really fun. Um, but there, we definitely need to do some more research, um, as the 2022 schedules, uh, getting, getting started. Have the local lands, you know, city of Chattanooga, county, public lands, state parks, have they all been pretty receptive and easy to work with? Do you find that it's, do you feel, that's all, I mean, I feel like that's always the outdoor challenge, right? Is like doing, yeah, anyways, how has that been and sort of what partnerships have you really been grateful for as far as access and getting people outdoors? It is the challenge. Um, and, and I get it on some level of we are using these spaces that are being managed by government agencies for all to enjoy and I am profiting off of it. So I get the land use issues um, associated with that. There, there are some difficulties in Chattanooga. We have a national park system. We have several state parks. We have city parks um, and we have the national forest, the Cherokee National Forest. Uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency recently passed something that is requiring commercial outfitters to report uh, the number of people that they're taking, where they're taking them because overuse has really started to happen, especially in those places that um, have some sort of feature like a waterfall um, or the most passive form, tubing. If you can tube a river, you, they're busing them in by the busloads. Uh, and so it's caused a lot of friction between landowners um, and recreation users. And so government agencies are trying to catch up and figure out what to do with everything. Uh, in Cherokee National Forest, you are it's very difficult because the Rafting companies that exist up there on the Ekoe and the Hiawassee pretty much have the monopoly in that. Um, so that makes it difficult to run commercial operations up there. There's only a handful of permits and they're all bought up. In state parks, Tennessee state parks, they're trying to develop their permitting system. It's very difficult to work with them. Um, we're also in the tri-state area. So if I cross over state lines and I go into Georgia or Alabama or North Carolina, their permitting process is completely different with their state parks. Um, and nothing happens in a week or a month or two. You have to plan these out months and months in advance. So Michelle going out and scouting hikes, like I'm teaching her like, oh, that's national park property. You won't be able to operate there. Like you're going to have to find a different location. Um, so it, it is kind of a struggle. And, and I see why if we're profiting for profit business off of the lands that the government is managing, we should kick back in some way but finding a better way, a more symbiotic relationship so that we can do that and still be able to get people outside because ultimately we're trying to be stewards. We're trying to educate them on the best ways uh, to recreate outside responsibly, leave no trace, um, and how to do things safely, especially when it comes to water sports. Uh, and a lot of other companies, not all of them, but a lot of other companies are just in the rental business where they just want to get you, get your your, open your wallet and then put you on a, a board or a canoe and, and send you on your way. I personally love being with people, hand-holding, teaching them about the area and how to do the activity that we're introducing them to safely. Yeah, that is across everything I've heard. I mean, even like photography, filmmaking, you know, guiding, everything. It's it's such a, I think people always think, oh, this would be a great job that it's easy, but man, it is dealing with the land. You know, you, you're on their side, so it's weird because, you, you know, you want to, be a good steward and you want to be a good thing but it is very difficult to navigate 
um, you know, the way it's set up, the way you, again, you're, you know, you can hike one trail and, and cross four or five different agencies over a very short amount of time, you know, and for yeah. some, someone like you with a commercial, where you're doing something commercial, it's like, you know, each one of those handles it different. It's a very, uh, it's a very yeah. difficult thing to deal with. It would be nice if they got together some, some, at some point and figured out ways to make, to streamline that process for people. I was going to say, and also recognizing that with so many people getting outdoors now and so many people entering the outdoors with without a lot of experience like there's something to be said for a guided experience there's something to be said for having somebody who does have experience who like you said is going to teach them to leave no trace teach them how to be safe you know what things you need to think about next if you want to do this on your own so like their first experience is some is somebody who's actually going to teach them the important things to do it safely and responsibly the next time there's like you know unfortunately i think there's huge value in that that sometimes i get think gets overlooked it, it very much does. We live in such a modern society. The majority of us do not spend ample time outdoors and therefore we're not avid users. We don't know what the best practices are. So the more we can educate people on that, connect them with nature, realizing the health, physical, mental, well-being benefits of spending that time outside, doing it in a way that doesn't damage or degrade the environment that they're experiencing, um, can go a long way in preserving it for future generations. Okay, so we've talked about yoga, we've talked about SUP, we've talked about van rentals. I noticed that there's some mountain biking pictures on the um, on the docket there on the on your list of adventures. So where does mountain biking fit in, and do you have plans to expand beyond these adventures? Yes, we absolutely have plans to expand. Um, again, jack of many, master of none. Uh, I. We are adding mountain biking, um, working with a local certified PIMBA instructor to offer clinics, again, in the education side of things, not just putting you on a bike and saying, good luck to you, see you at the bottom of the mountain, um, wanting to give you that foundational skills so that you can like really enjoy this activity that after I tore my ACL playing football, I got a mountain bike and it was my way to rehab. Uh, when I was never going to make it back to the football field after that, that injury, but, um, mountain biking became my solace. It was my way to challenge myself, get back into shape. Um, and I got to like control it, right. I got to say how often, how fast, what trails I did. And if I could bottle the joy that comes from flying down a mountain really fast on my mountain bike, if I could bottle that up and just like give it to people here and there, uh, it is such an exhilarating, awesome feeling. So wanted to dabble into mountain biking, uh, obviously the yoga with Michelle hiking, that's a pretty easy thing to do, but kind of a combo effect with the yoga as well. The paddling, of course, we're going to keep that in our repertoire. Uh, we are both happiest when we're near water. So we want to keep doing that. The camper van rentals, and then if you guys have any other ideas, we're happy to take those on and see what we can <laughs> see what we can do. Let's uh, not forget I, climbing. Yeah, I was climbing, climbing. Is, climbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, not, I've done it a few times. It's not my super area of expertise, but um, we we might be able to, to get into that. <laughs> Sunshine, I've heard heard some crazy stories, and on the couple rafting trips I've been on, that it seems like it's a pretty wild. Uh, like fun lifestyle and everything like that you have a what was your experience like was it was it a great it's not, you said it was your favorite job ever right or the best job you ever had what was the lifestyle yeah. like what happens on the outpost stays on the outpost uh, yeah, no um, details or names just maybe like some broad <laughs> strokes you know 
Yeah, that's why everyone has a nickname up at the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I worked there six years full time. I kept trying to get that winter job to tide me over and I just couldn't wait to get back on the water. Um, one of my claim to fame stories is I, uh, I did a, a rafting trip. I had this young girl in the front, probably 15, and her dad. She had a knee brace on her knee. I asked her if it was a recent injury and she was like, no, been been there a long time. I was like, well, you feel comfortable sitting up front? She's like, yeah, I've been rafting like two or three times. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so we do the upper section on the Okoe River, which is where they had the 1996 Olympics and class fives, so to speak. Um, anyways, you have about five class fives in about a quarter mile section that you must navigate. Big water. We do that section fine. That's no problem. We get down to the middle section where TVA has messed up and they are releasing three times the amount of water that they are supposed to release. And I've never seen the river, well, uh, very rare have I seen the river at that level. They let us go, even though it was past the commercial cutoff limit. We are doing the first rapid and instead of going the way we're supposed to go, we take a little side route and we kind of scrape down and the girl in the front ends up falling out. As I'm pulling her back in, I notice that her leg is no longer attached. In my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, what happened to her leg? Did she get beat by a shark? Like, where did it go? She's not bleeding. She's got to be okay. The next thing you know, her dad is standing up in the front of the raft, pointing upstream, going, her leg, you have to get her leg. (laughs) And you see a little tennis shoe sock up to the knee prosthetic leg (laughs) floating down the Okoe River. All of this was captured on video because back in the day we had video boaters with the old school camcorders and it made the carnage video each season. They would make a end of the season carnage video of all the carnage that occurred on the river that year. And that one made it in there. Uh, it's so for the rest of the season and a couple years after people would be like, Oh my God, you're the prosthetic leg. You're the prosthetic leg. <laughs> Needless to say, we got her leg back, you lost reattached. The leg. We lost the leg, but we got it back, reattached it, and we made it down the rest of the river just fine. Is that, is that your rafting name? Is that your rafting nickname, prosthetic leg? <laughs> it did kind of turn into yeah. video. Prosthetic leg. Yeah. No, so plenty, plenty of stories like that that could fill up a book, but that, that yeah. is just one, one of them. Sounds like you should offer rafting. Like you have all the experience, right? We're trying to find because you don't have enough with the vans, the high, the, yeah. the the sunshine the did buy and the mountain biking an and, old school yeah. raft. Sunshine <laughs> did buy an old school raft in 2020 yeah. from, from my old company. Sun, yeah, from Sunshine. Yeah, from Sunburst. Um, that that thing will not be taking anybody down the river. I don't think it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more for nostalgia. We'll put like a group of friend trip together and be like, hey guys, <laughs> try this. Like hold my beer, try this concept. Yeah, I don't so... think I can do it as like a safe commercial rafting trip. The people that you uh, sign up for your excursions, are they mostly local to Chattanooga or do you have a lot of people who are tourists tourists in the town coming through both the explorer tricks um, group they're out of ohio and they um get a lot of folks from you know like the atlanta area but we've had as far as wisconsin um the carolinas um so but most of our people are from you know at least an well, hour away or so. I would say okay, it's been cool. changing. So the first year it was all my friends that supported me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the second year in business, it was all Michelle's friends that supported me. So <laughs> by the third year, I was like, where are we going to find anybody? We've gone through all of our friends. Uh, that's when people found us on the internet, this worldwide web thing that you can <laughs> just find almost anything. And then this past year, I we've been getting people from New York, from California, from Hawaii. Like I'm just blown away. Many people are finding the Visit Chattanooga site as well as National Geographic has done a story on the Nick Jack Cave Wildlife Refuge, which a lot of people have read or seen. And so then they Google how to paddle to the Nick Jack Cave. And luckily I am popping up towards the top of that. So that again has been the most popular trip because it's such a unique wildlife experience on top of a paddling experience that uh, it's been really cool to meet all the people and a lot of transplants. So a lot of people have recently moved to Chattanooga from California because they're all moving from California. <laughs> uh, but people that are recently moving to Chattanooga and just trying to discover, okay, what's this outdoorsy town all about? What is there to do? Let's get out and do something. So that's been a, a new kind of recent highlight in our uh, guest experience. And then I've spent some time partnering with local nonprofits that uh, serve inner city youth marginalized youth and getting more of those kids out on paddle boards those are usually my funnest days where we just get to like act like kids and play silly games and spend more time swimming next to the paddle boards than on the paddle boards but those are really fun so that's <laughs> uh i guess in a way it's you know again timing is everything and and you know you kind of started right when all of a sudden everyone decided to be outdoorsy right because we were all trapped inside mm -hmm. and whatever so i got you know let's hope the momentum keeps uh you know, yeah, it's moving in that direction. I like to I like to joke that the pandemic was the best thing for our business. Yeah, probably right. was right. They told <laughs> us to social stay. distance on a paddleboard. Yeah, it yeah. is. They told us to all stay inside. So yeah. what did everybody do? Yeah, uh, let's go outside. What can we do outside? Yeah, and yeah, if you like you said, there was the supply chain issues, but it was also like sure. people were buying that stuff up because it was like, oh my god, we need something to do. We're gonna go insane having to stay at home, um, and. I saw bikes that had been pulled out that were so dusty, they should not have been ridden, but people were riding them and it was, it was awesome. Like at the same time, it was awesome. So uh, paddleboarding is a naturally socially distanced activity. So if the <laughs> pandemic, um, God forbid it would, but if it sticks around much longer, like we are still offering a very safe alternative to get out and socialize with people. Yeah, it's still hard to get bike components. They're still like, you know, back ordered or <laughs> whatever. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I finally have my paddleboard supply is okay, but I, I had four paddles get lost or sink during the season. And I was short paddles versus paddle boards and the supply chain, they couldn't get them in. And so that was a real struggle. I was like, ah, I don't have paddles. <laughs> Wait, they don't float those paddles. They're not designed to float. They're supposed to, but there was some okay. sort of design flaw for that round. <laughs> I, I think say. they forgot to put the foam insert in. Yeah. Oh man, I was going to say, who makes a paddle that doesn't float? Yeah. That's part of right. the whole a, a uh, mechanism the whole thing. to be used on water. Yeah. That yeah. Float. <laughs> put that it sinks. to teenage boys. I said. Yeah. So did you guys product test these, and did you put them in teenage boys' hands because yeah. they can destroy <laughs> anything? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I'm far from a teenager, and I still can destroy anything. So uh, that's, that's totally true. <laughs> On that subject, I was paddling on the Deschutes River and my wife had put the paddle together and, you know, like it's got the segments or whatever, but it didn't, she didn't click it in, you know, to the little hole. And so I'm paddling on the river and all of a sudden the paddle part just like fell off holding the stick, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh oh, 
that's I'm, useless I, too. Yeah. yeah, and it stops immediately while I'm I've got some momentum and I'm like, oh crap, you know. So I start like paddling with my hands, you know, trying Dog to get back paddling. there, and I finally I got it okay, but um, I I can appreciate that. I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. So, uh, gosh, I, I'm excited. I want to go to Chattanooga. It sounds like a lot of fun, and there's a lot of really cool things that you guys you know, help people explore and experience. And uh, I want, I'd love to go check that out. We need a field trip where we all go and meet all the people. We did our bend one last year. So maybe next year, maybe 2022, we'll do a a Chattanooga. A Chattanooga. Chattanooga. You know. Chattanooga Live. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll put you guys up in uh, camper vans and send you out to do all the outdoorsy experiences. All the things. Next thing you'll know, you'll be the newest transplants. So people who are visiting, what's the best time of year to come visit Chattanooga? There's no bad time to come visit, but, you know, the shoulder seasons are definitely the best. May, September, October. You cannot be late fall, early November. Uh, we just went through our peak of the, the fall foliage. Um, I, again, there's not a bad time. The summer times get pretty hot and humid. Uh, the winters are relatively mild, but um, I'd say that, that May uh, or late September through October are kind of the best best times to come visit and play. However, if you're interested in a bat cave adventure, <laughs> those end, uh, they, they start in May and end in September, so. So this has been amazing, uh, learning about all your adventures. How do people find you and how? Do, what's the best way for them to sign up for that van and get on one of your paddle boards and join you? Yeah, to check us out at outshineadventures.com. Um, our van rental is up and ready for you to check it out. We are giving away a free flicker fire um, to folks that sign up to rent a van um, by the end of December. Doesn't have to be, you know, your trip doesn't have to be December. You can rent out, but if you sign up to rent the van, you get a free flicker fire. And if you don't know what that is, you gotta check them out. It's this cool concrete base. You pour rubbing alcohol in and you can have a fire wherever you go. It's really cool. It's like a little individual fire. Um, and yeah, so outshineadventures.com, um, check us out. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. There too. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to do it for us. Please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media. On Instagram at almostthere underscore AP or the Almost There Adventure Podcast on Facebook. You can find Severia at Adventure Us Women. That's Adventure US Women. Jeff at The SoCal Hiker or me at The Mirror Project. Our title track, Almost There, is performed by Opus Orange and is provided courtesy of Emoto. For more about this episode and all of our others, make sure to check out the show notes on our website, almostthereadventurepodcast.com. On the next episode, we talk to hiker and music teacher, Ted Foster. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>